Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of CordyCast. It is 2021, and we are starting off the year with each other and you, whoever's listening. I know, right? I that except for that one person. I thought I asked you to stop listening, but oh, whatever. I know you're gonna. I know your resolution is to keep listening, as is my resolution to keep making this podcast. So I hope everyone is excited for this episode. Actually, my second resolution for the year is to start working on a video game for myself, or electrocute myself trying, go into the video game, defeat the boss, and become the king of the matrix. Become the video game boy? Exactly. And either way, I'll end up in 2022 on top. How about you, Kenny? And Cam? And Dave? Well, I'm more of a bottom, so... Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget that I subscribe to your OnlyFans. (laughs) Big Dick Chavis, XOXO, 6969420. There you go, guys. I'll see you there every week. Every fucking week. On time, too. You're really punctual. I love that. Punctual and punctual. It's always about like what one, uh, one twenty-three a.m. every day, right? Oh, that yeah. he, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the one twenty-three stream. Yeah, but he's talking about his weekly pump and dump. Oh, so oh no. <laughs> oh no, I mean with <laughs> oh, your shake no, weights. They've leaked it. <laughs> uh, so clearly, if you're listening, you can hear Cam. Hello. Say hi. You can hear Dave. Hello. And, and you can't candy. hear me no, because I'm a ghost. Not participating. I, in this d- I didn't make it out of 2020. <laughs> Does anyone else have any interesting resolutions for the year? I totally uh, made those up. But I, maybe I will make a video game. I will walk 500 miles. And I will <laughs> walk 500 more for a total of 1,000 miles. Shona made me commit to that yesterday. So. Oh. I appreciate the reference. Pokemon pedometer. Uh, I'm going to use my smartwatch, but uh, it's not as accurate. Right. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Kenny Cam? In unison now. Oh. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Have more love and caring to everyone. I love that. Oh, mine sounds selfish, though. I heard shorts. (laughs) Yeah, all I heard was short shorts. Yeah, but I'm into my short shorts again. Oh, God. Yeah doing so well don't recommend so you can prove it yeah yeah we picks or didn't happen yeah exactly picks of dicks or didn't happen i'll literally do it after this (laughs) post it on Uh, patreon i have a pair of goal shorts as well Ooh, like like, dodgeball shorts talking about like that that, like what's that american brand like chubbies i'm talking about like that short Mm. oh my god you're moose knuckling the entire time Oh yeah. Nothing can I just can get do. you a picture? Can I get a picture of you and me undies? I'm actually it's, wearing me undies right now. My my underwear is bigger than these shorts. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Mm. And you're about to give us chubbies. <laughs> <laughs> um. So speaking of ch- <laughs> interest in we're uh, indie gaming and PC gaming <laughs> podcast <laughs> about everything. Also talk about the everything most else in the between. Homoerotic indie and PC gaming podcast. I Today. think we can definitely of, yeah of the week. Of that, the was week. A, that was like five minutes of just like trying to you know sell my OnlyFans. You guys are it's killing true. it. It fucking worked. But I love <laughs> only, it. I I just his OnlyFans is it's actually the the actual full link is patreon.com/cordycast. 
<laughs> oh wow. Cheeky son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. Hell yeah, what are we gonna um, talk about? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, host. So yeah, uh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> well, it turns out that Well it turns oh oh sorry, you did you want are you hosting? So we are gonna move <laughs> on to the news. And it's not so much news, but it's like The Round Table. The Round Table. It is an indie news, kind of news, PC gaming. It's just like the most interesting stories that we want to hear about and share for the week. Would you say that it's indie news, PC news, and everything in between? (laughs) No, but I mean, if you want to use those words, that's fine. (laughs) So the first person I wanted to push news over to was actually Cam. And Cam has an interesting topic this week with uh, some, well, I mean, Cam, you can introduce it to us. Spoopy scary. Spoopy scary skeletons. So, have you guys ever played the original Silent Hill? I don't. Uh, no, actually. Oh, no. So you won't. You won't understand. Anyway, this mm-hmm. is. I only play uh, scary games, Cam. Well, this is scary, Kenny. That's the point. Is uh, this is this is a. Uh, I just want to highlight some game that's about to come out uh, by the developer of Puppet Combo. So this is a this is a, a one man army, one man or woman <laughs> army. Or anything in between. And they originally were from a production company called Pig Farmers Production, but they only developed three separate games. And if you keep going, like Puppet Combo, I think he releases like several different games a year. So I've played a couple of them. I think I played the uh, most recent one, which is not out on Steam. It's called Night Shift, where you just are a guy working at a gas station. Um, and it doesn't take long to do anything. And you're actually just doing the entire tasking and all this stuff. There's some minigame in there where you're being chased by a killer. But it's not really scary because it's just a little tiny minigame. But mm-hmm. as you're going, you kind of get this weird feeling because every time a customer comes in, a car will drive by and just stop in front of it. And you can see it in your uh, in the glass, the glass pane. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Anyway, you keep going. I, I think it takes like an hour at most to play this game. And what happens is, eventually, a killer, something, uh, will just jump out and just hit you in the head with a hammer, and you're knocked out. Oh. And so the whole point of this game is to be the prequel to what is not yet released, but is going to be Stay Out of the House. So Uh, you're saying Night Shift leads up to this, right? Night Shift leads up to this. And this is only available. So Night Shift is only available on their Patreon, or you can like PayPal them mm-hmm. to get it. But uh, Night Shift is, or sorry, Stay of the House is the most recent game that's about to come out. Mm. Uh, it uses you know PS1 graphics. This is like their thing. In fact, they like describe themselves pretty much perfectly. It's a game studio inspired by 80s VHS uh, era horror. So they use like slasher movie tropes and. Um, they have that VHS kind of filter on the game, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, consistently. Yeah. Uh, most of their games are like a stealth horror kind of game. Um, they have some different ones like spiders where you're just shooting a bunch of spiders. And there's one that's Feed Me Billy. If you ever know what the Little Shop of Horror is, have you ever seen that movie? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So basically you have this giant flesh eating hole in your closet mm. so you have to go around and kill not people. again <sighs> god oh god <laughs> no that hole goes the other way <laughs> so you have to uh, go around killing a bunch of people um 
but yeah so like some other games just want to highlight like i think murder house is really good it's just like a, a film crew a news crew goes into this house being like oh this is where a bunch of murders happened turns out the murders are still happening to them Ooh. and there's like grotesque horror going on i love the sound of uh, oh wait, have I even been listening to the sound effects? <laughs> Let's see. No, 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 I don't think I can. Kenny's okay. showing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I see some on Kenny's screen. Um, but yeah, if you're watching that, this on the the way to see what we're talking about is uh, by checking out Patreon. Yeah, because we're actually like screening the the video. Uh, this reminds me of when I played Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and also. Oh. Uh, very much reminds me of trying to control uh, Agent Francis York Morgan in Deadly Premonition. Hmm. Yeah, it was I was the same. I was reminded by uh, that game that we played for a second in Indie Saves, Happy's Humble Burger Barn. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking that Love too. That. I think this, like some of these games, puppet combo makes are kind of what I wanted from Happy's Humble, or like kind of what they were leading up to. It felt like. And I wonder, it'd be really interesting if they got to work together, maybe, or, or maybe they're inspired by Puppet Combo. But, you know, there's a lot of people making indie horrors right now. This reminds me of a game I played really called uh, Cry of Fear. Mm. Yeah. So Cry of Fear is like, I guess the mechanics are a little better, if you can say that. Because <laughs> Cry of Fear doesn't use tank controls. That's something I'm right, glad yeah. went away. In the for PS1 those, era. For those who aren't following mm-hmm. along, uh, join our Patreon so you can see the video of this podcast. I literally, literally just said literally that. just said that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Cam, have you played any of Puppet Combo's games? Yeah, of course. So I played Night Shift. Um, mm-hmm. I played Murder House. I played Nun Massacre. Mm. Night Nun Watch, Massacre would... sounds familiar. Like I feel like I've heard of that one the most. It's basically just this nun gonna chase you. Oh, I hate those fucking faces. (laughs) The weird ones where it's just like a bulging eyes and like completely white face and like red lipstick. That reminds me of those like websites that used to send around in like middle school and stuff. And you'd be like, oh, oh, check out this funny fucking video. And then it'd be like, what? (sighs) Yeah, Uh, people still do that. Interestingly enough, when this guy was still uh, working for... um, pig farmer mm-hmm. production they actually made a, a game called babysitter bloodbath where mm. like a guy that escapes I... an asylum and then you're a babysitter and he like tries to murder you but that name sounds mm. very familiar i feel as though somebody that i know has mentioned it before well the thing is they actually made a book about it huh that is wow. available on amazon yeah i just i was, I was just like seeing all this stuff they have it's like it's yeah, kind of right? crazy um, I I keep falling into like deep dives of the history of like an in a specific indie dev. They're just oh. I mean a lot of people do just a lot of shit to try to, you know, keep themselves relevant and interesting. Oh yeah, and I'm I think working. looking at the video of this game and uh I don't think that I would be able to handle it. I'm such a this little looks fun with horror games. This kind of looks fun. Which one are you guys looking mm-hmm. at? None Massacre. Ugh. Yeah. I yeah, it definitely has that um, I don't. What what bit is this aesthetic? Is it like, or is it, it looks like PlayStation One graphics? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. PSX, PS One, fucking graphics. Um, 
what else? We got that VHS overlay. You say you really like the audio design. It has to rely, so I can't rely on graphics more. It mm-hmm. has to rely kind of on jump scares and just like overall theme of what's going on in atmosphere. And sometimes you can get really good scares out of what feels like broken, low quality like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You can get like if if I can't really tell the difference between the wall and an item because everything's just dark and crunchy and then like a white face pops out at me that that is definitely terrifying because you're focusing so hard already to try to figure out where you are and what you're looking at anything that makes you have to focus and stare very like deeply at something is gonna definitely get your attention oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) especially how Uh, this how some of these games work um mm -hmm. That uh, murder house one. You're just walking at one point. Uh, it's like a murderer is a guy carrying, and he's like wearing a bunny suit for some reason, carrying a sickle. Um, mm. and you're just walking. And suddenly, the whole scene just becomes covered in blood and gore, kind of like a Dead Space vibe, but it's PS1 Ooh. graphics. And yeah, there's a spider is. walking on the wall. It's like massive, and then just goes away. Just like just to just to fuck with you. Only time it happens. Mm. Fun. Fun. Okay. Fun. That's, so you, that's awesome. So, yeah, they're, so the next game they're coming out with, you said, was... Uh, Stay go, Out of the House. Stay Out of the House. So you actually and, play these games now in their mm-hmm. alpha stage. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for seven ninety five. If you go to puppetcombo.com. Um, basically, the whole point of this game is like... The whole goal is to escape the house, and you have a certain mm-hmm. amount of time to do it. Uh, but this guy called the butcher has captured you and he puts you on the top floor of the house. Uh, and each time you have to like solve the puzzles to get down to the next floor. But if he catches you, cause he's wandering the entire time, he puts you right back up to the top. Mm-hmm. And if you don't solve everything by the time it's over, you're dead. And of course there's other things that go on too. Like you can, you can kill him. You can find out why this is happening or you can just escape as well. So it's like the worst escape the room ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. nope, back in your room. It's like the movie Escape Room. <laughs> okay. Where you die. Gotcha, gotcha. Where you die. Where you right. die. Uh, I really like that they are building their own gaming universe, their own like consistent thread Vibe. through their games. I really want to see more of that. So hopefully we can all keep our eyes and ears open for more indie devs that are trying that out yeah yeah Yeah. i i super dig that and in in the same respect the uh company that uh you mentioned earlier andre's the same people who made happy's humble burger barn right they were Uh, trying to do do the same thing it's it's a whole universe thing it seems like a big uh thread in horror or like some sort of eerie type thing to do that oh have you ever have you read into the five nights at freddy stuff i was about to say five nights tried like kind of started that Oh, it's don't even so, bother. It's don't even so bother dense. playing. Just yeah, just get into it. You can read it. It'll yeah. be like hours. And it's like they do such creative things with the story in the game too. Um, but definitely, yeah, that's like Cam said. Definitely go read about the story of Five Nights at Freddy's because they do a really good like creepy plot and just the whole lore behind what the fuck the animatronics are and why you're even there is yeah, just pretty exciting. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, that's all I story. have. I just wanted to nice. do a shout out to Puppet Combo. Uh, you can get thank you most. You can get a good combo of their games on itch.io. 
Mm, or you yeah. can just go, you know, subscribe to their Patreon or just pay. Um, and their most recent game, Stay Out of the House, mm-hmm. will be released sometime in 2021, hopefully. There's no actual planned release. All right, Back cool. to you. We'll keep, a, we'll keep an ear out for it. Can, uh, Kenny, actually, is going to be next up. Hi. I am. Yes. Yeah. Are you no, ready to uh, talk about your news? No, I was saying I am. I am next up. Don't no, you ever you doubt it. you sweet potato. I'm actually uh, going to overlap. I'm going to start talking over Kenny and just do okay. my story. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so, Kenny? So, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, go ahead. Okay. So, I'm talking about um, 2020 just passed, and we talked about a lot of games this past year, but there's still a lot of games that we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. So I've compiled a short list of some of those. The first is called The Last Campfire. Uh, and that is just a... I, I based a lot of what I described these on uh, based on the trailer and descriptions, but this is a beautiful puzzle game about searching for meaning in a way home. Uh, and on the Storm store, uh, Steam Store page, it says in all caps, discover... A purpose so it's one of those games that i could tell by the trailer that i would need to kind of prep myself for feels mm-hmm. you know it, it seems kind of kind of heavy and if oh, you're watching this cute. yeah it looks really cute uh, the art style is uh phenomenal um it was described also as a charming dark fantasy Mm. Um, and it's developed by Hello Games, which is the same developer as No Man's Sky, but unlike it, this game has fantastic reviews so far. Um, currently, <laughs> it is available on all platform all platforms, but you won't be able to find it on on Steam until 2021, and that's due to like Epic Store exclusive stuff. So you can get it on Epic Store now, um, but until 2021, that's where you have to get it. Or on your console, if you're into that kind of thing. If you like that kind of shit. Um, What's next, Kenny? What other games are you into? What games... So, like, these are just games that you um, were really sad that you didn't get to play and will definitely try to grab some other time. Like, they've been on your list for a while. Yeah. That we haven't even talked about. You you started telling this list before, and I was just like, no, don't know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and Andres was like, "Oh, we got to make sure we haven't played these games yet, and just to be sure that we haven't uh, vetted them." What? Can I say that That's sounds n- just like Andres? Thank you. <laughs> That's literally not what I said at all. It's pretty much what you said. It really. I might be. I, I, I might said, be paraphrasing ha- a little what bit. What if you? What if you ask the other hosts what games they miss, and you're like, "No, because I have a list." So fuck you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was more like uh, Kenny. I don't trust you, so I need you to make sure that these games I've wow. been playing oh by the other guys. I try and so hard. Anyway, the next I, game I'm playing is called I Am Dead. I I would have yeah. I would have loved if uh, if I if could he asked you for your opinion. Yeah, if yeah I could have that would have been so nice. Too, Imagine if this okay. podcast was more than one person. Yeah, um, <laughs> but this I is love this art style. This is, yeah, this game looks very, very pleasant, very happy, and just looks like a nice time. It's yeah, this is not what I was expecting from I Am Dead. Yeah, and the, over the whole trailer, it's like there's this narrator, and he's like, this is the home, my home, and this is my museum. And, oh, by the way, one thing, 
I am dead. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, another uh, puzzle adventure game, and it's it's one of those things uh, where the game is about exploring the afterlife. Um, of museum curator Morris Lupton is the guy's name, mm. and you're working along. Side the ghost of his dog, which should be fun. Can you pet the dog? I don't know yet. I didn't look it up. Yeah. But you work along the dog uh, to uncover ancient mysteries to prevent a volcanic eruption and save the place that they call home. Pompeii. I know. It gets pretty, <laughs> it gets, that sentence gets a little crazy. Um, developed by Hollow Ponds. And uh, you can find it everywhere. Hey, Pompeii. Only twenty bucks. The last game was fifteen bucks. This one's. It does not go well for them. Um, the next game is called Not for Broadcast, and this game is kind of like uh, Papers Please meets Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, See, I thought it was just a documentary of our podcast. (laughs) Not for Broadcast, the podcast. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you're here. We're rebranding. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just so you guys know that, Sorry, BRB that name is already <laughs> trademarked by us um, but, yeah what's the dev so the dev is uh, or is it not games N-O-T-G-A-M-E-S not games um, and published by Tiny Build which also has published a lot of our favorites um, so in a bizarre turn of events, you have to take control of a news broadcasting switcher and quote from the Steam Store page, choose the angles, roll the ads, and beep the swears. Just keep in mind that how you show these people will change their lives. Mm. I love That's the idea really of this creative. game. I think I might... Uh, did you say this is already out? I might, yes, this is, I this might, is out. This I is a game we missed. Right now. This yeah, feels it, like a game that you should play in like a directing class in film school. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it looks really interesting. And um, if you're watching, you can see that uh, there's a, they use a lot of live action footage, which I think is really interesting. Oh, are they the same dev from Hello Neighbor? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Well, Tiny Build Games is oh, right, the publisher, Helen. developer yeah, the publisher. or publisher. Okay, Devel- uh, publisher, Tiny cool. Build um oh and they also do no time to explain yeah and it also has overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam so it's a very creative idea yes definitely worth checking out next game i have moving right along is called call of the sea which uh i actually am really excited to try out because it's uh and i miss obviously we missed this but this kind of has a bioshock vibe that Mm. i got from it when i first watched this trailer and um it's on the, on the YouTube, it, you'll actually see a comment that says uh, Bioshock meets The Witness meets Sea of Thieves, which I also oh. totally, totally get. Um, but it's set in the 1930s South Pacific on a lush island paradise. And it's a first-person puzzle adventure game where you have to puzzle out the secrets of a lost civilization in the hunt for your husband's missing expedition. Mm. This um, is, oh my God, all of these games are so gorgeous. Yeah, is this just like base level Unreal Engine now? Um, no, uh, I don't know if oh, I don't know if this one was done in Unreal Engine, but Unreal Engine definitely makes it really easy to start doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is developed by Out of the Blue, and it's currently mm-hmm. at twenty bucks. Nice. Ooh. And I had a fifth really one. Right. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. So I had a fifth one called Dead Static Drive, which was supposed to come out in 2020, but is currently still not out. Um, but it's like a top-down driving survival horror game, which mm. immediately just sounded really cool to me because um, that's just something that I'm totally into. Um, but yeah, uh, didn't have a lot of information as far as reviews or anything because it's not released yet. We're, there's gameplay oh. trailers on YouTube and uh, stuff like that, but um, it's something I'm going to definitely keep my eye on uh, regardless. I like how they their use of lighting and shadows. It just feels organic in a nice way. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the kind of pastel color palette that they have. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's like kind of muted. Mm-hmm. And uh, all these games, I am pretty sure, are single-player games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, these are just five games that we missed in 2020. So if you are looking to catch up, check these out. They're That's actually the only five games we missed in 2020. We play a <laughs> lot of games. We played all the other ones. We should still have a, uh, maybe like five minutes of time. So considering that I knew your topic was going to be this, I would love to say that three of the games that I am I really want to still play that released in 2020, like definitely they're on my um, Steam wish list as well, is mm. Inkenfell. And Inkenfell is a, uh, a like a magic school RPG. I believe uh, I N I K E N F E L L. Yeah, you got it. No, you it got it. That's me. it. It wasn't for me. Okay, so mm-hmm. you are. I don't even know if you were trying to make a joke, but it's fine. You're not that funny. So you are a group of I kids who are learning. I was I was literally trying to help our audience, to... but you're going to be an asshole, so that's fine. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, don't hate for spitting the truth, okay? <laughs> exactly. Um, and it kind of looks akin to, uh, well, it's turn-based RPG, but it has this nice like what 16-bit style to it. I wonder if the humor is going to be kind of like Earthbound, and it definitely has side-scrolling uh, level design like Zelda. So it takes inspiration from a lot of stuff. It also was included in some um in the steam winter sale which is going to end in like two days our time but it was under the lgbtq plus moniker of the games that were on sale so that kind of made me a little more interested in it and i've been seeing stuff for it for um yeah see you see how you travel with two other people that's so earthbound uh but yeah i'm just really excited about this game it looks really cool earthbound and then the other game that I missed out on playing was Spinch. So Spinch oh, is like Spinch. Super Meat Boy on acid, and it's really interesting looking. Oh, uh, it's actually kind of funny that um, it's one of my games that I want to oh, play yeah, because told me about Spinch, right? Right, yeah. And I remember watching it because it was on a Steam summer sale, and then I saw people like playing it on Twitch because you know there's that integration now, and it just looked insane and really funny very trippy yes very what's that adult swim show uh, any adult swim show yeah okay. pretty much this look spinch looks like an adult swim commercial bumper that yeah went it. on for to be a game that's so. exactly, that's exactly. spinch is not a word that i'd like to hear in conversation well <laughs> here we are you want to spinch me and then the <laughs> last one i would say is raji which uh, was in an Indian, an ancient Indian epic. 
and I just it just looked really pretty. It looked like it would probably play really long, and it goes into an Indian mythos, which one of my one of my real personal goals is to learn more mythology from other like cultures oh. around the world because I feel like Greek and um, Nordic mythology and Roman mythology it's just very like it's a lot of people know about it and it's you don't get enough of a lot of other mythologies so I really want to start with Mayan mythos but games are always an awesome way to introduce yourself and understand the mythology of a culture. I really love the look of this one. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, Raji looks really cool. At, at least the 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 uh, this trailer is showing like a very kind of like uh, rosy sunset kind of vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like the camera follows you, but like it'll rotate around the world. A yeah, bit, it kind of like on where you are. It so you, like um, what are those games? Uh, I'm not gonna remember, but. It, yeah, I, I do like how the camera follows you around the world and changes angles so that the camera always captures the most beautiful shot. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it reveals more to the world that you wouldn't see otherwise, I think. Exactly. So those are three games that I was really interested in playing this year that I didn't get a chance to, and I might, you know, buy and pick up in the next year and let you all know how it goes. Does anyone, anyone else have any other games? Games? Jinx? <laughs> If not, we can move There's some that I want to play, but I just didn't. um, I I think other people have played them. Like, uh, I wanted to try Curse of the Dead Gods. I didn't get a chance to. Mm -hmm. Um, And Carto, I want to try. Yeah, Um, Carto looks cool. And um, Noida, I want to try. Noida, I have. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, see, those are games that I know you guys have played, so I wasn't going to really cover them too much but those are three Mm. games that i thought um all sounded like they're pretty much right up my alley um to repeat for everybody uh the games andres talked about are on his steam wish list so if you want to you know win his favor (laughs) professionally dad say what it's like an amazon wish list yeah just i had a a secret santa with friends and i just gave them my steam wish list yeah um, it's like this is what I want. Yeah, it it's uh actually if you buy two or three games for Andres, he will send you a nude. It's true. It's not going to be of him, but he'll send you. No. One. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I was like, don't misrepresent me. You know, I have unlimited nudes of everyone but myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just uh, give them out of myself, so <laughs> it's not even special. yeah it's more just like when you have a really cheap coaster that you don't want it like that you don't care about ruining that's what i do with your nudes i actually have only gamers that give out their nudes i actually have packs of really cheap coasters um it's basically they're gonna last me forever i Mm -hmm. use them as like leg stabilizers now because i have so many of them sometimes i use them as toys for the cats i throw them so they chase them that's kind of cute actually yeah. Cam, did you have any 2020 missed games, or should we move on to Dave's segment? I don't have any missed games, just games I can't wait to come out. Mm. Well, maybe we should cover that in the next episode. Hey, all right, so Dave, what is your stuff? Tell us, tell us, tell us. Okay, um, so what I'm going to talk about is the rumor that has recently surfaced, uh, or at least gained more traction, of Ubisoft Plus coming to the Xbox Game Pass, specifically Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass for PC. 
um, chances are pretty high that it won't come to (laughs) Xbox Game Pass for console because uh, EA Play, another uh, great service for people who want to try a bunch of games, um, got wrapped into uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Game Pass for PC. Uh, Very specifically, Microsoft outlined they're not giving it to people with Xbox Game Pass for console only. Um, but that service, uh, just to give you some information, the EA play, uh, just gives you access to some of their catalog. It's four ninety nine a month normally. Otherwise it's now wrapped into the game pass service. Um, and it gives you, Oh, let's see here. Um, more than 60 of EA's biggest titles, including FIFA 20, the Mass Effect series, and the Dead Space hmm. series. Um, oh, that's EA. Yeah. I just want to know um, if it has The Sims with all of the add-ons. Because so that alone does, is like $600. It does have The Sims 4. I'm, I'm not sure about the other ones. But as far as the add-ons go, no. And I'm pretty Ugh. sure that even with the EA Play Pro which is $15 a a month and not included with Game Pass. Uh, I don't even think that that includes the add-ons. But, I mean, the base game still pretty cool to get for free. At this point in my life, Sims is the only game that I would pirate. Just for that Uh, reason. Fair enough. I mean, every single one of them has so much. Anyway, um, a little bit annoying uh, in terms of the EA Play as well is that you can't play on origin. You have to download a second app. Um, like the EA desktop app. It's like a new beta app. I guess they're trying out. Uh, it's currently not available to PC, uh, players though. Uh, they were supposed to do it in December of 2020. They pushed it back. They didn't really give a full clear explanation for it, but if you have a, an Xbox and you have game pass ultimate, you can access the games for EA play now. Mm. Um, this now piggybacks onto the Ubisoft rumor. Um, Jez Corden, who is an editor for Windows Central, tweeted uh, near the end of December of 2020 that the rumor seemed to hold a lot of weight. It seemed likely that it would happen. Um, and I guess they kind of stipulate, like, they added a little asterisk on that where. Currently, Ubisoft Plus is $15 a month. It gives you access to cloud streaming through uh, Amazon Luna and Google Stadia and over 100 games from the catalog as well as Day One Access and Cam, uh, the premium editions for Ubisoft's games. So mm-hmm. unlike the EA Play, they would actually do that. Um, being that it's $14.99 a month, though, for that right now, it's more likely that they'll probably have like a, a lower tier that they then include with Xbox Game Pass if this does come to fruition. Just because, you know, giving a service away for free for $15 a month uh, doesn't really seem like the play that anybody would do. Yeah, especially because some of their top games are in it, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which just came yeah. out. Exactly. So I uh, imagine there will probably be some sort of... Uh, limitations to it i guess is the best way to put it um also probably something that'll happen before this ever gets to game pass if that does happen would be that ubisoft plus needs to launch a console app 
right now it's actually only available on PC, which is uh, not so great for the people who have Game Pass Ultimate but don't have a PC to actually play those games on. Um, and that's really it, honestly. It's a, it's a pretty short little news story because it's only a rumor. There's not a whole lot of uh, solid evidence to the public eye of this actually happening or when it will happen. But my guess is that everyone thinks it's going to happen sometime in 2021. So probably mm-hmm. uh, I, would, I would think the end of the year personally because that's what they did for EA Play. And that's really it. That's all I've got. It's it's nice. It's short, short, yeah. sweet, to the point. It's just interesting. Like you're you're sweet. I was gonna say you're short and sweet, <laughs> but you're not that short. I'm not that short. I'm not that tall either. Pretty average. Cam, okay, you're tall and sweet. I'm sorry. I'm done. Hearsay. It's interesting how consoles are still trying to make themselves more relevant than PCs. <laughs> Because yeah. you know that PC is the way that everyone's going because it's customizable and it tends to be cheaper for the long run. Mm-hmm. But mm, I, w- I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't well, maybe not. I no, I would say I make this argument all the time. But okay. Go ahead. I would, I would, okay. I would say consoles like they have. That's what they did a lot. Like a couple of years ago is what their whole focus was to become entertainment systems, where it's right, like, put on right. your TV, you can stream it, and they also have games. And a lot of my friends who only do consoles is because it's it's just easier. That's the that's the main watch... argument that I get from my friends is that it's just easier to plug in a console and play that way and yeah. you can sit on your couch, you're far away. You don't need to have like a, a setup of any sort. You don't need to worry about upgrading parts. When a new console comes out, you buy a new console. Yeah. I well, I disagree like... with them wholeheartedly because then they complain about the cost of uh, playing online and you're like oh you know where it's free to play online <laughs> and then they're like no shut up i don't want to hear it <laughs> i've already paid it for also, internet it's like exactly i it also like having a console i feel like severely limits what you can do mm-hmm. you know overall like not only could i play those triple a games that the consoles are playing but i can also be like you know what i want something completely different and just google you know some indie game Mm -hmm. and find a gem like honestly like that you like would have a much harder time finding on something that primarily promotes triple a titles despite the idea no go ahead i was just gonna say every console though now has an established video game and indie section exactly and there are like a lot of pushes especially on youtube to cover the indie games that are releasing on those platforms so it it they are trying really fucking hard to stay relevant, relevant with that. But you know you don't have itch.io games on that. You don't have. It's not like True. the newest. You can't have someone stuff. send you like their sort of finished game that they're like, hey, exactly. review this. You know, like on a zip file, which is how we've played some games from developers, which right. is just fantastic. So yeah, um, the the other thing that I'll go and do really quick mm-hmm. is that my these these same friends. Uh, despite the fact that they'll go and say, oh, you know, like PC gamers, very pretentious and everything there. <laughs> it seems that their gen- general opinion is that if it's not on console, it's not worth playing, which obviously we all disagree with mm-hmm. and know is not the case, but uh, that tends to be a lot of people who exclusively play consoles have 
a similar opinion to that from my experience of people I've talked to. I feel so seen. Yeah, so true. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep asking you about this update. Hopefully we can all just see what goes on with that uh, with Ubisoft's rumor and just if it'll eventually, when it will make its way to PC. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Xbox Game Pass is probably one of the best deals you can get if you want to play games. There's mm-hmm. plenty of indie games on there too that I've just been like running through and trying. And if I like them, I keep playing them. If I don't like them, I can uninstall them. Yeah. Um, and if Ubisoft gets their library added to it, even though that's not really indie, uh, it will severely increase the value of Game Pass. And then eventually we can all buy packages yeah. of all of these different platforms like cable and it'll be great. God. Oh yeah. <laughs> right, so, so far Xbox has rolled them in though. They they yeah. aren't charging different premium tiers for EA Play roll in. The only True. difference is that it, they just don't make it to make it available to those who only have Game Pass for console. Mm-hmm. That's like the one exception so far. Yeah. It'll make its way. Yeah. So to move on into our last news indie info segment, I actually have the Binding of Isaac, Repentance. So, quick It's a big question. favorite of yours. Like, Binding of Isaac, I've seen you play that a ton, just in general. I, well, the well, old one, right? Right. So, okay. So, I'll start off specifically with what exactly is the Binding of Isaac, because over the years, I was a huge fan in the beginning, and then I kind of fell off because I didn't really understand how the expansions were working. I always expected a new game to come out and people would talk about these sequel-sized updates to the game. But The mm. Binding of Isaac is, if you don't already know, it's a game made in 2011 by Edmund McMillan and Florian Himsel. And the game came off of... It, they made it in three months. And it came off of the popularity of Super Meat Boy, which had just come to console. And Edmund also made Super Meat Boy. So he was a really big indie game developer on new grounds that we all kind of grew up following uh like someone like aaron hansen you know uh there's just a lot of games that you've played by him i'm almost sure of it that you might not even know and so the point of binding of isaac and these content updates is that it's always just a load of content for the base game that comes out so binding of isaac came out in 2011 after that they did Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which is what they actually put on to Steam. And so Binding of Isaac Rebirth was no longer the Flash game that was available on the web. It was actually the game that you could download off of Steam. After Rebirth, they had, uh, I think it was Afterbirth. And so Afterbirth was the next big content update for Binding of Isaac. And it just added like a lot of game, a lot of items, a lot of bosses, new levels, new characters stuff to keep you playing they also had a lot of um small like hidden gems because the point of binding of isaac is that it plays like a zelda roguelike so you're going side to side exploring your map and you have secret walls that you can blow up as you get items you actually stack visually and physically so you will see yourself become this monstrous creature by the end of the run because you just have so many items on you. Kenny's showing a video right now, but for example, something that somebody can have is like covered in flies, one big giant eyeball that makes your shots stronger, and just like all these horrible deformations on Isaac. 
obviously, or obviously, maybe not obviously, you may know the Binding of Isaac <laughs> as a story from the Bible. It's in Genesis. And oh. it is kind of this religious kind of, there is a religious connotation to the game because Edmund had a troubling, a troubled childhood and he lived in a very religious household. So he made this game as a reference to how toxic that was for him. So the Binding of Isaac references these very religious, um, has very religious implications to it. And it also tends to kind of go into the side of the occult because they'll jump into things like tarot cards and uh, like characters that are like devilish and demons. And it's, it has a lot of hidden lore that they don't explain explicitly because the devs specifically want you to have stuff to really try to search for and find. And they want to have Easter eggs and secrets that make you excited to find it. So speaking about Easter eggs, though, Afterbirth Plus came after Afterbirth. That was another huge content update for the base game. And what happened with Afterbirth Plus, though, was that there was a bit of a critical reception. It felt like the game was actually broken a little bit, and people weren't super happy about certain updates that had happened to, I think, there was a coin machine that was, there was something wrong with the coin machine where it would actually cap at 129 cents, so you couldn't keep filling up the fortune coin to get uh like higher luck and what ended up happening from a i believe it was a mini documentary i watched i learned that afterbirth plus had had these breaks in the game in order to lead people onto an real life scavenger hunt that found them in places around the world finding easter eggs that were left by the game devs in order to unlock a new character called the Lost One, that was that's cool hidden in Afterbirth Plus. Um, hopefully, I have the whole timeline correct, but I was just watching a bunch of information on this. So, the Binding of Isaac has a lot of really interesting lore. The world of Isaac continues after these games. Like Edmund McMillan actually created a board game that he made within a year with his wife called The Binding of Isaac: Four Souls. And so that continues kind of the world of Isaac onto tabletop gaming. And other than that, he has a new game called The Legend of Bumbo. And The Legend of Bumbo is a game where you are, it's sort of a spoiler, but you are technically Isaac, but in your own imagination, in a cardboard box, pretending to fight figments of your imagination that are evil. So there's all of these elements of, if you look closely at the setting, it actually makes sense that it uh feels very dark feels very weird because like for binding of isaac as you go down in the dungeons you're going deeper and deeper into like a really cryptic basement that's full of demons and that's because the mother in binding of isaac is very religious and they're like trying to kill you so i don't even know what else i can say about the story but it is a very good game i've played for years and i was really excited to find about what the whole point of my segment is Binding of Isaac, Repentance. So here's the coolest thing about the whole story. Before Afterbirth Plus came out, the fans had modded the game and created Antibirth. Antibirth came out in 2016. Let me see. Yeah, Antibirth came out in 2016. It had a great reception, but of course it was buggy because it was made through the mod community. Edmund took the devs from Antibirth brought them onto the Binding of Isaac, 
and they're taking all of Anti-Birth and making it specifically work for the base game. So now, if you go on to the updates, which we got an update at the end of the year, in the beginning of 2021, that The Binding of Isaac Repentance is coming out in March 31st of this year. And it is specifically made by the devs who created the modded Anti-Birth. It is going to be the last content update for the game and might be the biggest content update ever. And it's being directed by Edmund himself. So he's directing the modders to help create and develop the that huge expansion for the base game. It's going to have all of the characters that you would recognize from Anti-Birth, plus more, more content, more bosses, more everything. Uh, I've, I really fell into a fucking YouTube hole looking into all this information because... Yeah, it sounds like uh, just a hole to be in. I know. <laughs> There's and, a lot. And it was good, too. It's like, on top of all of the Binding of Isaac stuff, which... On face value, you're like, okay, dead baby joke, we're over it. But it's it's good. It's a good game. The Binding of Isaac started the roguelike genre, or maybe not even started, but it definitely pushed the momentum on what roguelikes were. There's a lot of games that you can tell have direct inspiration from The Binding of Isaac, just like The Legend of Gungeon, which does that same thing where they're building on the base character with every add-on that you get. Also, the Zelda-like map crossing Does so that enter the gungeon what did enter i say you said the legend of gungeon the legend of is it not are you thinking the of there's, no, there's there's legend of couple. dungeon there's <laughs> oh there is legend of dungeon yes enter the gungeon which because there's also exit the gungeon but enter the gungeon definitely has direct inspiration from binding the game i was playing yesterday also very clearly when i was looking at that i could see where there was the influence mm-hmm and so, um, all is to say, buy Binding of Isaac, pay for Repentance, because it's going to be about $15, I think, which is worth it because you brought in new devs to do their work for the base game, and they've been working on it for, I think, three years, plus the two years that they were already working on Anti-Birth. And as of, like, September, honestly, you can search and you'll find postings from Edmund and from the devs on the Steam Workshop community, there's interviews with all of the developers and content updates for the game, uh, updates about what's going on and where they're at and why they're taking more time. Edmund is now more active on Twitter, talking to people and answering questions about the game itself and the new expansion. And although they say that this is the last expansion for The Binding of Isaac... I don't think it's the last we'll ever see of the lore and world of Isaac, specifically because we already have Bumbo, and that plays into the world of the Binding of Isaac. Edmund McMillan, to me, seems like the kind of guy who's going to just continue working as a director and producer of video games, especially in the indie realm. I don't think that he's cl even close to being done with video games. Uh, and he has a lot of wisdom and experience to offer to people. And from everything I've read yeah. and seen, he also just seems like a genuinely awesome person. So working with him hopefully is a fun experience. Hopefully he continues to bring new innovations to indie gaming. He always seems to be bringing new like prototypes and other people's prototypes of different game mechanics and designs into the games that he creates. There's so much more information I could even talk about him, but um, 
rabbit hole. I know. It's a fucking <laughs> rabbit hole. And I feel um, like I spoke so fast for so long. <laughs> no, you, you did great. Also, and really quick fun fact, uh, the system requirements uh, for storage for Binding of Isaac Repentance is 666 megabytes. Yeah, it's a very small wow. game. It still kind of looks like a Flash game if you have only Rebirth, but it plays it plays fun. I, I still need to buy Anti-Birth so that I can have like a, a newer version of the game. But I pointed that out more as I, I think, I think it missed did that. It, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think that shoo, went over your head a little bit. Oh, I did not. Yeah, maybe it did. What do you say? That six well, six. That, oh, yeah, ah. six six six. Yeah, I think that's their joke, but yes, just, definitely. Anyway, oh, there's uh, absolutely all these occult references and, and and devilish references in the game. R.I.P. Flash, by the way, since you mentioned them, I know. Yeah, it is true. the new year. They are gone. There is a Flash repository online. There's probably a few, and Binding of Isaac right. is absolutely in those. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's just a really. I don't know. It it was just a really good game. It it definitely started a lot of indie momentum back in 2011. So did Super Meat Boy. So we know that Edmund is kind of our one of our indie forefathers a bit. Uh so that's just my uh, spiel. Hefty words. Hmm. Yeah. Hef- hefty words. I We're mean, have to who else find the other you... three fathers? <laughs> uh, or mothers, or. They them or yeah, if anything, well, there's, there's, there could be as many mothers mother. as, as you want, but you said forefathers, so I'm holding you to that. I hope, yeah, oh my god, I guess I always thought I never considered four as in the number, I thought it was just like forefathers. Like, oh no, you, you're correct, B4. it is four as in before. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, okay, cool. I was I'm like, just being, I'm really... making a really bad joke as usual. Anyway, we played a game today. No, come on. I was going to say, why don't you tell us about it? Well, I first just wanted to know if anyone had any thoughts about Binding of Isaac after all of that. Oh. Are you worried about <laughs> content? Um, what's the word? There's too much content. Okay. Like oh. in are, the are you worried about game? Yeah. Yeah. Are you ever worried about that? Because hmm. I, I play a lot of Terraria, and there's yeah. a mod um, like called Calamity. And basically, it comes to the point where it's oversaturated. With mm. content, and there's like nothing else you can really do. Right, you can't really like adjust or turn off content that you don't want to use. There's just too much. Yeah, it's just like it's overwhelming. You know, that's like, a good oh, point yeah. because it's like there never really has been a separate game that came out. It's always just expansions and expansions. But I feel like with the Binding of Isaac, because it is a roguelike, the absurd amount of content will only help give you a new experience every time you play. So if yeah. And it seems like, especially with this kind of game, this is would be it'd be great if we got new players or they got new players. But it's definitely for the existing players because the community still exists. There's still a huge following for this game, and people who are probably bored of the items that they've already played through. So it's the same thing with Terraria. Didn't it have a huge expansion recently? Uh, no, well, I guess you're saying it's oversaturated now. So. Well, the, the mod calamity is, but mm. so Terraria didn't even say they're going to, like when they did the 1.3.1 update or something, they're like, this is the last update we're going to do. Yeah. And then 1.4 came out. <laughs> so they just like to throw know, a wrench right? in the system. Uh, all the game devs, I, I, give me a nickel for every time I've heard, oh, this is the last blah we're going to put in this game. But, you know, yeah. So check out that game. Check out Repentance. Read into the story behind this dev and behind this game it's really interesting 
thank you for your time. <laughs> and that actually, like Kenny was saying, moves us off of the news and moves us on to our Let's Watch for the week. So Let's Watch, if you don't already know, it's where we play a game, you listen to us review it, and you can also watch it on YouTube because we're going to release that by the time this episode comes out. And we played Heave Ho, that is uh, published by Devolver Digital. And I can't remember who the dev was. Do-do-do, Heave Ho, I had this so... Yeah, okay, the dev was, oh, I had this, Le Cartel Studio, Le Cartel, and uh, publisher Devolver. So we played- Are you sure that is in French? Le Cartel? (laughs) It could be. Do you want to try a French accent? I don't know how to do a French accent. You could give it your best shot in alienate our audience if you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So, heave ho. Um, We played together. We had a four-player party. It was a freaking mess (laughs) all of you are horrible people literally the worst and i want to hear your thoughts on it wow um now i don't want to give them (laughs) yeah so kenny first how did it feel to be a complete bastard um well my dad died when i was young so it was something (laughs) that i had to get used to pretty early (laughs) oh i don't know what else to say yeah i know you can sit with that (laughs) like every day uh what was your actual question uh, how do you feel about the game Keep that we played did you did you enjoy uh screwing everyone over oh. all the time all the oh yes time. <laughs> that question makes a lot more sense um it's very it was great too. it was <laughs> it was great um it's definitely a game that was catered around people working together and also very intentionally not working together mm. um and i really wish it had like a versus mode where like you could team up with someone um but that being said we still had such a blast playing that game um, oh yeah it was um we made our own versus mode we kind of did make our own versus mode and then and it fell I apart say, all the time uh you guys can heave this hoe whenever you'd like <laughs> Especially um, when we discovered the mechanic to charge up and push someone. Oh, oh my god. god. It was over. That Yuck. was the beginning of the end. Truly. <laughs> um, you'll you'll definitely see it on our, our YouTube uh, once we release it. Uh, it should be out hopefully by the time that this episode is out. Or you um, can hear a bit of a clip of it right now. So wait, guys, be three long and it, oh my god, and extend <laughs> the coin over to my hand, and I'll grab the coin. God, but, I wish there were like, just use it as a link. Three of me. Here, use this coin. You okay. got it. Oh, oh, almost there. We we're doing it perfectly. Let go. So Cam. Of uh, uh, no, uh, I'm no. sorry. Dave, uh, Cam, grab Dave and Dave. Let go. Dave, let go. Uh, Not of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up. Oh, Jesus oh Christ. That was hilarious. If I do say so I myself. That. I hate all of you for that moment. <laughs> and I love that for you. <laughs> oh, um, God. This game was... A- okay, so I will be honest. Since we're recording in Discord, we see our faces. As I see my green box light up, light up there's just this weird instinct in my mind that I want to grab the edge and swing to the other side. And this game is just... What are you doing, Dave? Okay. This game is just... um... There's a very loud noise. I will be right back. I was trying Uh to do it. 
silently, but you've called me out, so I thought you were doing a joke. So um, you're breaking breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, we'll just cut it. I hope you just like end up in the house of the person that's listening to this. So uh, Hifo has definitely given me. It's just broken my mind. I really want to keep playing it and swinging my arms around. Yeah, I think it's like going for the um, trying to confuse you with the controls a little bit. Mm -hmm. The the controls aren't really that hard at all. It's just remembering which arm you're using and grabbing onto things with. I love getting splattered in blood. Oh my god, that stuff was freaking (laughs) hilarious. I couldn't even see my... Oh, so that's the other thing about getting splattered in other people's blood is that like if your face is completely covered and you have like a like a roundish head then you can't really tell what side of your head is up and down and that creates a little bit of difficulty but um and if it wasn't clear uh you play as a head and two arms in this game with with elbows that can bend in both directions Right, yeah, that's actually a good good point to mention. Um, and you just have to grab as best you can and not hit spikes and not fall off and grab the coin and grab the rope and grab each other and swing and don't miss. Oh, my God. And I'm we just, loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. up. And we, I definitely want to play that again uh, <laughs> on Twitch again. Uh, as far as we can tell, this is local co-op, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can't play using yeah. Parsec. Right, that's what we did. Also... Um, by the time this episode's out, the stream from Twitch should still be up on our. Yeah, Twitch. probably. If not YouTube, but you know, one way or the other, you'll find it video-wise published. Oh man, yeah. So there's more. I feel like QWERTYcast. I've said this a bunch of times, but I feel like we can definitely benefit from streaming games where you need a party of four or more, because we are pretty good at getting a party of four or more together. We are a party of four or more. We are, just at a base level. So if we get all the hosts on one thing, like we've done with Golf With Your Friends, we can have a six-person game. Easy. Add Gary in, seven. Easy. Add another rando person in, Jackbox. Easy. So you know. Um, Heave-ho, heave-ho. What else can we say about it? I don't know. Like, okay, so mechanics are fucking hilarious. It's very quop in style. Just like trying to understand where your arm is and how much you can bend, I noticed that the uh, when you have to grab coins. Oh my god, that's amazing! <gasps> oh, sorry, I'm just watching the video. Oh my watching. god! All right. <laughs> Let, let's 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 move on. I think we've said all that we need to about Heave Hole. Oh yeah, I was just and gonna I think. S- yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What, what were you gonna say? <laughs> okay. In that case. So, uh, Check out the videos that we post yeah. uh, on the YouTube and on our Twitch. Uh, we'll definitely be playing more with you, so you can check it out for yourself. Thank you for watching. <laughs> uh, Heave Ho, what a good game. What's next? Let's see, let's see. Indie Saves. Indie Saves. Oh, right. David. I have more things to talk about. I forgot entirely. Yes, you do. Um, let me start Indie Saves off. Yes. By saying that yes. the last game was Red Trees by developer Caramel. Uh, we, I think, all enjoyed it, despite it being very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it on a little Discord stream. Sometimes we stream into our Discord. You should join so that you can watch them. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, we played on Discord, Adam. I think we played yeah. it together, too. We did, yeah. Everyone started just playing it together, which mm-hmm. was nice. Um, 
there was uh, not really any difference in ending, which I think we were disappointed by. Yeah. Um, but oh, there was but, well, like, not ending. Yeah, yeah, like slightly, but like but not conversation. really. Um, but anyway, uh, overall positive. I need to go on to itch and uh, leave another review. Mm-hmm. Um, I should too. It's it really was, pretty. Simple color palette. Uh, lots of yellow, lots of red, lots of uh, lavender. Yeah, very much a Game Boy Advance style type thing. Yeah. When they oh, actually yeah. like color. So the first town is so palette town. Like, yeah, definitely. It has that body of water and like three houses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing I liked the most about it was just the little text that comes up when you start reading stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah, all the flavor text was very good. Um, flavor. Oh, and, that's and a good. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that some of that was added in that update because that that English update made you know improved the music and and did some other fixes. I'm not sure because I didn't play the old one. Mm. But anyway, moving on now to the game for uh, this month essentially uh, will be Bittersweet Birthday by World Eater. Mm. Um. I can't, I like, I kept looking. I could not find a huge amount of information on the dev. Uh, and I imagine maybe a little bit more could be found on their itch profile. Um, but regardless, um, this seems to be their first game. I, mm-hmm. I don't see anything else about it, but uh, it was released and named in December of 2020. Um, direct from their itch.io page, Bittersweet Birthday is an action game where every combat encounter is a challenging and unique fight. You can also explore different areas and help many of the NPC populating them with their everyday struggles while learning more about the world and its history. So I love the idea that uh, by helping it out, you can actually learn a little bit more about what you're doing. And it's not just like little side quests that don't do anything. So I guess maybe you mm. get what you put into this game. Um, the story uh, synopsis here is uh, you wake up dazed with no memories under the threat of unstable individuals hunting you down. The only chance of escape is to listen to the strange voice you hear. Um, I Sounds like my new year's. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the game itself is actually just a demo currently, um, but I assume they'll build it out for uh, a larger game overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a suggested donation of $2, but you can just download it for free. I think it's really nice that despite being a demo, there's uh, up to about 90 minutes of gameplay for it. Uh, it yeah. supports both PC and Mac. And it also has oh. fully remappable input and support for PS4 and Xbox controllers. Hmm. So a lot more than you normally see, in my opinion, from from these small yeah. itch games. Um, and also the graphics are beautiful. Kenny's got some of it on stream. It it looks like a nice little. Uh, I feel like this looks almost like it could have been on the GameCube, personally. But yeah, I can see that. Um, this demo is available. On itch.io, which is uh, world eater, one word, hyphen dev dot dot io. Um, and nice. if you want to find out more about the dev, follow along with their cycle and everything. First off, join us. Mm-hmm. Join 
our and uh, you know subscribe to our Patreon so that you can join in on the conversation here. Then go to worldeater.games, which yeah. will link you to their Twitter, their Discord server, and even has a contact email for the dev. Um, that's really all I've got to say because we haven't played it yet. But I am actually super excited for this. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool. I, I mean, thank Andres for the suggestion of this game. I, too, am excited to play it. Yeah, I it gave me... What was the vibe that it gave me when I, I was just saying it the other earlier? Oh, the the character reminds me of Toon Link from Wind Waker a little bit, but I hmm. that has nothing to do with the aesthetic. It looks nothing like that, um, but like the hair and the eyes kind of did. And uh, yeah, so like you were saying, Dave, QWERTYCAST.com has our links to everything, including our Patreon, where for I think at least a dollar you'll be or two dollars to holler to be a regular, and then you can post in the indie saves spot in discord and discord link the discord invite is also at cordycast.com i don't know why i pulled this up on the screen <laughs> if you're watching this you're already a member so right you, you get it so uh yeah i i am excited for birthday bittersweet birthday i i love that we keep doing this book club-esque thing with indie games so hopefully more people listen to this and jump in on it rad 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 in terms of well actually i think that might put us at the end guys are we in end game uh, oh yeah endgame. are we I end just, game boys i just want to hear about like what everyone has been up to over the holidays mm-hmm. how was your new year were you safe how's everyone doing were you sorry um were you ca- sorry well yeah if you don't mind i am actually going to um we do mind <laughs> Tell him, Andres, how much you mind. I'm, I'm um, going to say my stuff first. Go Because for it. I genuinely, I just learned that I'm holding up some plans. Because uh, oh. we're running a bit over on our originally scheduled times. The more time so, you explain it, the less time you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we had some family that came in. We all did our COVID testing before uh, getting together. They drove down so that they didn't have to go on a plane. Uh, today, day of recording, is their last day here, which is why mm. I need to wrap myself up. Mm. Uh, but we've gotten like to spend it. time with them. We had two Christmases, essentially, which was pretty dope. Um, nice. I got some good stuff, including this really cool cigarette table that you can't see, um, but I've shown off to several other people. Um, and uh, an over-the-counter, or sorry, an over-the-sink dish drying rack, probably one of my favorite gifts of the nice. of Christmas 2020. I literally just saw oh, a meme true. about how when you're an adult and this shit excites you and it's a picture of that. Yeah. And it's a picture of me yeah. getting excited. Just well, Dave, that's really nice of you to, you know, you come onto the podcast even though you had company and still be able to do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. I, that you're able to do that. I did not know that the dinner plans were rolling right into the other thing that I missed earlier. Mm. So, uh, Many apologies for that, and I'm sorry that I can't hear how your guys' New Year's and stuff went. Oh, also, we bought fireworks. We set some off, but it was raining on New Year's, so. Nice. Um, Wet works. Yeah, we set some off the day after and almost, um, like, broke a window with one of them, and then mm-hmm. we very easily could have started a fire with one of the other ones, so. Wow. Uh, good times. Yeah. Nice. Great times. And that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. I, well, I hope that uh, 
you guys all had great holidays too. Thank you. We appreciate you. We're happy that you're safe and had a good holiday. And thanks for being here. Farewell. Dave Cast. Bye, out. Dave. Dave Cast out. <laughs> uh, DCO. DCO. Ooh. Cam, how about you? Uh, how was your New Year's? What have you up to? What have you up to? It was all right. I didn't really do too much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing for New Year's. I just stayed in. Same. And for Christmas, I just saw my mother. Nice. And didn't play any games. <gasps> nice. Just, just chill. Freaking dick and dare you. Yeah. That's well, nice. You gotta, you gotta step away sometimes. You do. Yeah. Oh my God. You really do. <laughs> yes, I have do. been so obsessed with a couple games recently. Kenny knows. Yeah. Why don't you tell us? Um, games done. What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, well, as Kenny knows, um, Kyle in our Discord bought him and I the game called Oxygen Not Included. And I mentioned this the in the last I've been package. For a while. I, episode, sorry. And, um, oh yeah, have you been? Mm-hmm. Oh. It was on my wish list. Oh, nice. I hadn't even heard about that... it. All I knew about uh, Clay Entertainment was Don't Starve. Mm. But I... Yeah, this this was something that I, I think I'd had on my wish list since last year. Mm-hmm. And Kyle came to me uh, that one day and he was just like, hey, Oxygen not included. Do you still want that? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've been looking to get that at some point. And then he's just like, bam, there you go. And then we've literally been obsessed with it. Yeah, he literally just gave us drugs and we took them wholeheartedly. <laughs> so uh, we created a voice and text chat in Discord because we were on that for so much. And then... Dave separately had been pushing for me to buy this two pack, really cheap two pack of Seven Days to Die on Green Man Gaming. And I bought the two pack after a week of mulling it over and he kept pushing it and pushing it. I'm like, I don't I don't care. This kind of looks like maybe I don't really want to play it. Totally wrong. Seven Days to Die is hmm. kind of the game that I want to make because it's a zombie horde farming or like tower defense farming sim it's really interesting you have a very complex not very complex but like you have a complex enough skill tree that you can build out everyone can kind of major in different things so since we have at least four or five people playing in my server i'm gonna start like learning cooking and uh possibly medical stuff max is gonna learn engineering so we can build bikes and cars and travel around the map farther because it's such a big map and we found a really good spot to hold up and create a fortress. So just the game feels really big and like we're going to get a lot of time out of it. And I'm really excited for that. So to you two, who I'm pretty sure both own the game, definitely jump in as soon as you can so you can gain as much experience as possible. And we're about to be over the hump of the first seven days. Every seven days is a zombie horde that can wipe you out. And if you survive it, you have another seven days until the next zombie horde even though there are zombies intermittently and throughout the whole world. So, yeah, it's a really fun game that we played until 5 a.m. last night and we had to pull ourselves away from. So, But I, I don't think I'm going to take any breaks on games as much as I should. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. me. That's really the most I've been doing. It's just playing a lot of video games and trying to do more indie stuff for uh, you know our podcast. Uh, uh nice. Kenny. 
I uh, had a nice little visit uh, with my mom up in Jersey. Hey. Uh, Leah, and, Leah and I drove up, and it was just me, her, and my mom, and we wore masks the entire time. Um, and it was nice. It was actually a really nice Christmas. Really nice Christmas. And then New Year's, we uh, just, it was me, Leah, and our roommate that just stayed here and celebrated New Year's and had a bottle of champagne, played mm. some Jackbox, and uh, had a gummy, and it was uh, it was just a really fun time. We're just, we're just chilling here. You know what they say, champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Oxygen Not Included and trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing in 2021. Mm-hmm. Trying to live that best life. Trying take to control of our be, destinies. Trying to maintain my level of bastardness while also being more caring toward people. You've been doing a great Wait, job. Of the first part. Oh. Oh, wait, no, not the first part. Sorry. Oh, wait. Yeah. Good. 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 But yeah. Anyway, that's all that's that's really up for me. Wow. And uh, beautiful update. I love that. Everyone, please give Kenny an applaud. (laughs) Just just one applaud? Just one. Just a, a single cricket applauding with its two legs. Thanks, That's Cricket. Great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Oh, you call him Jiminy? That's really sad. He said I can call him Cricky. <laughs> I love seeing your face because you're just like, I hate you. I hate you. Uh, so No, I, it's the you're reading my face wrong. It's more of like, that was really dumb, but I don't want to tell him that was really dumb. <laughs> oh, because you're trying to be more caring. That's fair. Thank you, Kenny, <laughs> for respecting my intellect. Thank you, Cam, for sh- uh, for coming on as well. I didn't uh, think we were going to have you until the, not the 11th hour, maybe the second. That's fair. So, But it's it's always nice having you on, seeing your um, beautiful face. Beautiful face. I, I know. I know it's nice. <laughs> uh, so thank you, guys. I think this is probably the best place to wrap up the podcast. Uh, everyone, please reach out to us through uh, all of our different links. Um, there's going to be an outro, so I don't want to get into that too much. But, you know, reach out. QWERTYcast.com. We're around. We love you. We want to hear from you. Give us more reach opportunities out. to share your thoughts on the podcast about the games that we're playing the games that you're playing. QWERTYcast loves you. And QWERTYcast out. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers, our QWERTYcast hosts, our audio engineer and musical master Gary, and you, our listeners. If you would like to join our community, find us through QWERTYcast.com, which has links to all our platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, Discord, and more. On behalf of everyone here at QWERTYcast, thank you for listening. This is Kenny saying QWERTYcast 